This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. It's your boy Kells, aka Special K, with a, another freshly sanitized episode of the Coach Marauders Podcast, now officially powered by Poddex. That's right, we are sponsored. So you're wondering what exactly is a Poddex? Well, a Poddex or Poddex are a tool for podcasters and content creators to have more meaningful conversations and create better content. The interview deck contains unique conversations. Uh, starting questions that are non-industry specific. These questions can be used for any content creation such as podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, you know, IG Live, and much more. So check out poddex.com for the card decks. And for my fellow marauders and podcasters out there, I got a special code for 10% off your purchase. Look, I know we're living large with those stimulus checks coming in. I'm not going to front. I was doing backflips when mine came in. But who still doesn't like saving a little bit of money? So I'm going to hook you up with the VIP code Marauders1. Actually, I messed that up. That is Marauder1, M-A-R-A-U-D-E-R-1, to receive your special 10% off from your boy Kells. That's right. I'm hooking it up and doing it for you. So check out Poddex. And, um, you know, I, I got them. I got the whole the whole shebang right here. You know, they vary from... You know, things such as episode deck ideas or episode ideas to interview ideas. You know, you got, um, you know, off the wall questions like what the heck, as well as the would you rather. So things just to get the conversation going. So please, please, please enter uh, or check out poddex.com. And then don't forget that special VIP code Marauder1 to receive your special 10% off from your boy Kells. So I hope everybody out there is doing well, being safe, keeping your asses at home, washing your hands. Keep your hands away from your face because the COVID is still out there running rampant. Um, you know, if you got your check, like I said, you know, please, please, please do not go out gassed up because you got a little money in your pocket going on those Walmart spend shopping sprees and, and blowing that dough. Save that money because I got the feeling we're going to need it here um, as, as this thing progresses. Um, and if you haven't received it yet, yo, hang in there. It's going to get better. Day, better days are coming, you know, so. As long as I can get on this mic and provide you something to listen to to take your mind off the the daily grind and daily struggle, I'm going to do it. So just hang in there. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into part two of episode 16 of The Hop Father, The Hop Father Part 2. You know, like the original Godfather movies, part one was a classic, but part two was the perfect follow up. And I feel the same about this episode. So if you really enjoy part one, then I know you're really going to dig part two. So our, our friend Savino you know, he he went he goes right into how, you know, he started World of Beer and the journey that ensued. And then he gives his and Lori's top three beers that they love and, and drink. And, um, you know, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy talking to Savino and Lori. You know, and when once this COVID-19 shit blows over, I'm definitely looking forward to have another beer or four with him, you know, somewhere down the line. So with that being said, let's get into it. 
Uh, please be safe. Take care of yourself, each other. And thanks for listening. Peace. fellow marauders we're back at it uh we took a little break a little pause for the cause we had to re-up on the brew uh we're back at a uh, crooked thumb brewery you know just uh, nailing them down and uh, i'm getting some game from the og the godfather savino sterlachi and his wife Lori. and uh, he's uh you know if you caught the first part of it you know he gave us the, the rundown on his beginnings um his his uh apprenticeship over in europe you know he told us about the beer that he's drinking right now Lori gave us her background on you know her her intro to beer and um basically you know how it all started so we're going to take the second half of the show and um you know we're going to talk about the reason a lot of y'all are probably tuning in this week so we're going to talk about world of beer um so like i said before when i did the intro he is the founder and creator and you are going to hear from the uh, the Godfather himself. So uh, listen up. Okay, this is how it started. I started with stores. I started my first store in 1988. And the reason why I started a store was I wanted to get I wanted to teach people brewing. Brewing, I had an option: either brew beer and start a brewery, or started stores. And the reason why I went to the store business, the store angle was because a brewery, I would have to, how do I get them to try the beer? But in the store, they come in, I could teach them about what beer styles are, and they could try different beers. I started this new thing that now everybody in the United States does, but I started this thing called Mix and Match a Six Pack. All right, I love it. In 1988, <laughs> there was no such animal like that. So I started, you come in with a six pack, and I had... Watch this. Over 60, 60 different beers. (laughs) And people used to come in and take pictures of the case, the signs, because 60 was incredible. Remember, it wasn't the crap three in there. So there was 60 minus the three crappy beers. So people were coming by, man, you got all the beer in the world. And I go, no. There's 54,000 beers in the world. I have 60, you know. So people say, I wanted more, but in Florida, we had laws, and the laws was prohibiting all these beers to come in. The two biggest laws that stopped us from having beers in the state of Florida was we had a beer law called the 1956 law called the AB law. What do you think AB stand for? Oh, Anheuser-Busch? Yeah, they put a law out that they only wanted 8-ounce, 12-ounce, 16-ounce, and 32-ounce. Nothing else. Mm. Well, all imports are metric. So that eliminated almost all the imports. (laughs) And the craft beers that were starting to come out then were bombers, which were 25.4-ounce bottles or 22.5-ounce bottles. So that eliminated them, and they knew that. So they didn't want them beers in. So I was getting beers in, and yeah, well, I can't go to jail for this now. But <laughs> I was getting beers in from Germany, and they said a pint, 16 ounce, mm. because we put a different label on it that said pint. Mm. But the beer was really 16.9 ounces. 
and they didn't catch us, so we kept on selling it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they weren't too smart back then. You know, like and they weren't they, doing the math. Right? They didn't understand. They didn't know. But but Anheuser Busch was fighting it, and yeah. they were literally going into your stores and checking your bottle. Really? Yeah. But they, could you throw them out or no? Because it was the uh, ATF, oh. and I was just like, "Go ahead, look. Uh, do you know anything about beer?" No. Well, let me just teach you about beer. So once I started telling them, they <laughs> believed everything I said. Yeah. You know, I would say, oh, well, it's 16.9, but it's really not 16.9. It's a pint. But because they have to put the point nine because see the air that's on the top of the bottle? Yeah. That's the point nine. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. <laughs> like, I just lied to you. <laughs> and it worked. Every bottle has that air. <laughs> you know, like, so... And they let me get away with this, so I started sneaking beers in, okay. you know? And then I started sneaking a lot of beer in. And then in 2000, I went up to Tallahassee. Well, actually, for Tallahassee. I went up there for about three years to fight it and to change the laws in Florida because I thought the laws in Florida were ridiculous. So me and this guy named Michael Bryan, who's very well-known in Florida because he opened the first brewery in the state of Florida called the Dunedin Brewery. That's the oldest in Florida. It's the oldest That's brewery right. in Florida. So okay. me, Michael Bryant, and uh, a couple other a couple other people I wanted to say, but I don't know if they want to ever be known, but they came up to Tallahassee, and we went up there and talked to every senator up there. So, and we were fighting in the first year, I think we lost 201 to 2, mm. right? And then uh, the second year we lost 201 to like 8. Okay. And the third year we started doing something that was not pretty good. I have a great lawyer at that time. Uh. He's still my lawyer. <laughs> he, he not says, so great or what? <laughs> he says, we can make a deal. If I could drink for free, I'll do all your lawyer. I'll do all the law for you. I said, that's fine with oh, me. Man. But Hell he can't yeah. drink. So he can't drink. So you're gonna you're paying at some point, right? Oh uh, yeah, I'm paying. I'm still paying, and I haven't had a place for years now. So he says, okay. He says, what are you gonna do? And I said, this is what I'm gonna do. I am gonna go up to Tallahassee. I'm gonna tell. I want to get a subpoena for every single congressman, senator, everybody, mm. and tell him they're not Americans. And they're saying, my voice is. Why are you doing that? Well, let me just tell you. I was born that if you could fight them the right way, you could win. Right. I'm going to fight them the right way because I'm going to tell them the truth. Mm. And they're going to lie. And we're going to see who's going to win on this. Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, how, my lawyer said, how are you going to do this? Okay, watch. Every single state in the United States, there's metric in soda, right? Mm. You never have a two-quart soda. You have a two-liter soda. Mm. But in the state of Florida, it's against the law. You, you can have a two liter soda but you can't have a two liter beer right because that's metric and you can't have metric because it ain't eight ounce 12 ounce 16 or 32 okay that's soda now we go wine you ever see a bottle of wine that's a quart no it's a 750 mm. so wine is okay soda is okay oh by the way liquor is a 1.5 and it's 750 yep so wait a minute now we're going wait liquor is okay Wine's okay. Soda's okay. Wait a minute. Water is 16.9. Uh -huh. Well, I'll oh, wait. So, wait. Let's go back again. Water's okay. <laughs> Soda's okay. Just so we're clear. Liquor's okay. <laughs> Wine's okay. But beer's not. 
because we're not smart enough to know the difference between 16 ounces and 16.9. We're not smart enough beer drinkers. Is that what you're trying to tell me? No. And they went, well, uh, uh, so we're trying to say that you're stopping free enterprise. Wait a minute. Wasn't America based on free enterprise? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're stopping free enterprise unless we're a wine company, a soda company, a water company, or a liquor company. Oh, by the way, oh, is it because that Anheuser-Busch has two breweries in the state of Florida, which was in Tampa and in Jacksonville? And let's really put it in perspective. They're leaving Tampa. They're going to Atlanta because they don't want to pay the taxes here. So we're losing all these people who work here. So you're backing this company up that's already screwing you? And I, oh, by the way, you know, let's just put it a fact as a fact. Bush beer started in Jacksonville, Florida, right? Hmm. Do you know what Bush's motto is? Head to the mountains. Show me one mountain in Florida. <laughs> Show me one, please. Oh, oh, by the way, there is none. Okay? <laughs> Mount Dora is not a mountain. <laughs> you know, it's a town. Oh, so man. they said, uh, it was amazing. I walked out of there. It was on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. People were giving me, blowing up my phone, yeah. saying, you're going to get killed. <laughs> you know, like, that was good knowing you speak. And I came back, and we won. We won. We only got two voted against us. Nice. Two votes. Compelling so we case. One to another. But here's the funny part. By the time I got home from Tallahassee to Clearwater, in the newspaper it says, Anheuser-Busch fought really hard to change the laws, and they changed. I called the Tampa Times, and I says, excuse me, they weren't fighting for it. <laughs> they were fighting against it. I says, by the way, do you know that all their lobbyists got fired the next day? Ooh. And they go, why? Because I got them fired. Man. You know what I mean? So they went, oh. They said, well, they called us up and told us to put this in. That's how they are. Get ahead of the narrative, right? Ahead. Control the narrative. Sure. So I says, yeah, and you put my little thing in page 27, <laughs> the obituaries. <laughs> and uh, this guy from World of Beer changed the law. You know what I mean? So I understand the game, you know? So that's what I did. I changed the laws in 2000. All right. And I says, okay, now... We're starting, we're building my business. Well, the day that I changed the law, I went from 60 beers the next week on the freaking billboard I had, over 1,000 beers. So I went from 60 to 1,000, and I had such a jump on everybody. You know why? I knew about beer. Nobody else did. You had the knowledge. So they were like, uh, I don't know what beer to buy. And I was just like, I know exactly what It's just like a whole new world has opened up. Yeah, I was... I was just killing everybody. I had a little 800 square foot store, wall to wall lines into pl- lines around the block to get into my store. Oh, right? P- people, would, I only wanted that five percent people who drink good beer. Right. Because if it was any bigger than that, they couldn't fit in my store. No. So yeah. I figured if I get five percent, I'm going to be rich. You know what I mean? And I was getting the five percent. So I was doing really well, and I opened a couple stores then. I opened one in St. Pete. I opened one in Tampa, and we was doing really well, really well. And then the bomb hit. Uh, and this place called Total Wines came in uh, and killed me. Nothing against Total Wines. Power to you. You helped the craft beer. But you killed my business because I can't compete. I was a little bomb and pop. Yeah. This is a 
conglomerate. Yeah, it's a warehouse. Man. Yes, it, it, it literally is a warehouse. It's a warehouse. Man. Yeah. So they could kill me. So they did kill me. They they dropped me about fifty percent of my business mm. and all my stores. And what about what year was that? Two thousand four. Okay. Two thousand three, two thousand four. I started really feeling it, and uh, I think two thousand four, maybe the end of two thousand four. So I says, I got to think. So one of my favorite beers is St. Bernard and Sap 12. Got it in my fridge. Okay. Yep. Uh, Great beer. I got it in my <laughs> fridge. I got the Christmas one, too. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Which is even better. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I bought that bottle, and I went to my famous hangout, which was the Courtney Causeway. <laughs> and I sat there, and I was getting a little depressed because I changed the law, started doing great, and now everybody's going to cur- curtail me. Yeah. Right? And I says, ah, i got to figure something out. So I drank a bottle of, actually, I bought two bottles of F12, the 750s. Mm. Yeah. Don't remember the night, because I was trashed out, <laughs> passed out, woke up the next morning, and I go, I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm going to do something that's never been done before. I'm going to make the world to be a store into the world to be a bar. But... I'm not going to make it like a regular bar. I am going to make it the most ultimate bar to go to. Like, I want a thousand beers. You can buy them there or you could drink them there. I want it to be alive. All the bars back then that had good beer were very dark looking. Mm-hmm. They were like Irish pubs. Yeah. They were very dreary looking, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But it was also, a, what did they call it? Uh, when you have a bunch of guys in one room. Sausage. Sausage, sausage fest. A, it was yeah, a sausage yeah. fest. Yeah. yeah, it was like one of those. It was like it was cool to talk about that, but there was like no females around. Yeah. And that really bothered me. So I says, okay, we gotta do something here. So I'm gonna make this thing wide open, mm-hmm. bright. And the biggest thing I'm gonna do, the most important thing I'm gonna do, the absolutely best thing I ever could think of, make the girls' bathroom nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And if you make the girls' bathroom nice, they're going to come back. That's right. And if they come back, they bring the guys. Or they don't say, oh, I don't mind if you go there. It's really nice. But if the bathrooms are bad, they'll never the come. The aesthetics, right? The yes. aesthetics oh, matter. You, yes. Yeah. Girls, I fooled you all, didn't I? You know? Like, so, yeah, I did it. And I and we started it. And I had, like, $3 to my name when we opened the bar. Oh, wow. And... Um, Actually, I had three dollars to my name. Literally three dollars to Holy my name. Holy crap! Because I couldn't even drive home that first night. Because if I drove home that first night, I don't think I had enough gas to go there. And Damn! Back. <laughs> I lived in Clearwater. And uh-huh. My first bar was in West Chase. And I is think, that the one that's still in line ball? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the first. That's, that's the one. Out, yeah, the that's literally down the street. Original. Yes. Holy shit! Well, yeah. So when I opened, I I actually walked to the McDonald's on Countryway. Yeah. Because it was 99 cents, and I could feel I could eat that night. And the next day we opened up, and we didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. because we were supposed to open up early, and then we had problems with it. Then we were supposed to open like February 1st, and we opened January 15th, which is today. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. We opened today. Perfect timing, fellow right. marauders. Look at that. I did that on purpose we for you. We opened January 15th, <laughs> uh, 2006, mm-hmm. and uh, we said... I hope some people come in so I can get enough money to go home. We had a line around the corner. That's awesome. Without even telling anybody we're open. Well, we just I mean, you got something that says World of Beer. They in that neighborhood, hey, hey, the people are going to come. Man. Oh, they came from everywhere. Yeah. Because they were going to South Tampa. Right. 
and instead of going to South Tampa, they had their own place now. Yeah. And it was like cool because I had live bands and everything like that, but it was about the beer. It's always been about the beer. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that was my biggest thing is like I really care about beer. Yeah. And I and the best part was I was calling up a lot of the baseball guys. I knew a couple of guys right. and if they were playing like say from, say they were playing Baltimore Orioles and you have one of the guys from DR I would call my guy hey man when you're in Tampa man you gotta come to my bar why? I got Presidente you know uh, oh wait where are you from? <laughs> I, I got Medallion you're Puerto Rican? Yeah. I got Medallion hey you, you're from Venezuela? I got Pola uh, you know you want Pola? I got it here and all of a sudden I started getting all the baseball players nice and you catered just, to them right? you catered to your I'm clientele I'm to yeah. what I want you know what I mean and people are like the hell is that be? I never heard of it. Try it. We tried it frambois. We got the girls drinking frambois. We started making frambois and hogan, right? Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. We started doing all these drinks, beer drinks. Yeah. And people were like, wow, these beers are new, man. These are good. I go, you're right. They're only 400 years old. <laughs> you know, like, Better late than never, you know, right? They've been these beers forever. And just that we were so conditioned right. with Bud Miller because we wouldn't try it. And then we heard an import, we always thought about, oh, Heineken. Exactly. Well, now you're trying really good beers. Mm-hmm. And, and they craft beers. I was tr- making people try these blueberry beers. And right, right. From Seedorg and Lagunitas and all these companies. Line and Kugel? Line and Kugel. Right, right. Which is owned by Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Taboo, I'm but sorry, I'm sorry. But they were family-owned. <laughs> Chippewa Waffles. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Uh, and the thing is, people would come in there and they try to stump me. And that was my best. I loved that more than anything. I said, name a beer and I'll probably know it. And they got to the point, they would ask me, okay, how about Boostro? Oh, Montana. Uh, this one, OB. Oh, Korea. Uh, you know, uh, San Miguel's Philippines. Mm-hmm. Give me something hard. Yeah. But really not the Philippines. It's actually Spain. Spain really owns that beer. But they have it in Philippines. San Miguel they have is good. It also in Spain. I like San Miguel. So I would really get down it, deeper into it. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, uh, how about this? Uh, no, they're not really owned there. All right, let's go Sam Adams. Sam Adams really didn't brew in Boston. And they go, what do you mean they didn't brew in Boston? <laughs> go to Sam Adams. Go to Boston. Try, when you find the brewery, call me up. Because I still haven't found it there. <laughs> it was brewed in actually Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was an Iron City brewery that was brewing most Iron of their City, beer. yeah. They were yeah, brewing yeah. most of their beer. Now, the company's in Boston. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean the brewery's in Boston. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, things like that. And people are getting mad because I'm telling them, I'm going to tell you a fact. You're pulling back the curtains on this stuff, yeah, right? If you're going to, if you're going to, you're going to tell who you are, tell you are. Right. You know, be who you are. Savino has more knowledge about, about yeah. the craft beer industry. Oh, just man. amazes me. Even I mean, just sitting here, just, just oh, yeah. first of all, fellow Marauders, I'm going to tell you, he gave me some, some Vegas stories before we got back on the, on the <laughs> mic. And I was blown away by that. Like, I love stuff like this. And, and if you love storytellers, fellow Marauders, this, this is a treat for you. So once again, we have Savino Sterlachi and his wife, Lori, and he's giving us the, the game on, on the brewing process in the beer world. So listen up. We got some more to go. Um, so, yeah, please finish with, with uh, the world of beer. So the world of beer, I started that, and the bar took off like bananas. I mean, it was like crazy. I mean, there was lines. Every night I would look down, and I saw like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And uh, it was crazy. You know, I just wanted people to try new beer. Mm-hmm. My only thing is, come for new beer. And the best part, when they came in, you know, get these 
Oh, how do I say that? These big guys are muscle bound, yeah. and they would walk in, and there's a beautiful girl at the bar, and the guy would come up to the bar and say, can I have a Bud Light, the guy would say, <laughs> and everybody would turn around and go, start laughing, and go, you're in the wrong bar. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's bar is down the block. <laughs> you know, like, and the guy would not know what he, right, what he right, did. Like, what I do, yeah. What I do wrong? He saying, well, this is a real bar. This is real beer. Mm -hmm. We don't sell Bud, we don't sell Miller, we don't sell Coors. Right. At least when I owned it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, what I did was, that's how my rules were. We were not going to we're, we're not going to give in. And we started getting people. We started getting a lot of females in there because they loved the bathrooms mm -hmm. and they loved how open it was. They didn't feel offended. Right. They didn't feel like they had to be watched. They, they knew we were going to take care of them. And that took off like crazy. And it just got bigger and bigger. And World of Beer got really big. And it's the end of my story with World of Beer okay. because my story is what I did. I sold it. I did what I had to do with right. it. Um, where it is today, it's what they did today. It's so many. It's probably been changed like six, seven times. Do you miss it? I miss teaching about beer. Yeah. Do you I still? Miss, so you say you miss teaching. Do you still teach? I mean, you. you I I taught for a little while mm -hmm. at, a, at a at a winery. Mm -hmm. I started teaching at a mm -hmm. winery. What I did was consulting work. Okay. And I went pretty much everywhere to try to help places. Mm -hmm. I'm not John Tapper. Okay. Because I know about beer. I'm not a reality show, <laughs> right? You know, wait a minute. They could become a president in that way. No. Okay, <laughs> I just, just take that back. Hey, hey, hey. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But uh, my thing was, I want to tell you what's the truth. Mm. You know, when I hear these TV shows, I hear these, the first thing, my wife looks at me and she goes, wait, what's the matter? There's no such thing as a perfect poor. I don't care who it is, <laughs> what it is. When you have 12 taps, you can't have all perfect pours. Right. It's purely impossible. Especially one has nitrogen, the rest don't. You can't have a perfect pour. Yeah. It just don't work that way. And he, he, when I hear that, I just go crazy. Yeah. Nobody else understands why, but I go crazy on that. Yeah. Like little things. Like I go to a bar, my biggest peeve, I want the glass that I ordered. Mm. If I drink a stout, I want it in a stout glass. Right. If I drink a heavy vice, I want it in a heavy vice glass. If I drink a triple, I want it in a goblet. Yep. I mean, do I see that? No. Do I get upset? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I think it's right? No. If they don't put the right one. Because when you go to Europe, they still do that. Mm -hmm. And why don't we do it here? Because we try to cut corners. Yeah. Any way we can, we'll try to cut a corner. Me? I don't cut corners. I rather make less money and then and give the right glasses. I gave the right glasses when I was there. You got the exactly right thing. Today, no. But I mean, and my thing is that's what I want to do. I like to go around and tell, talk to people about beer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and tell them the truth about certain beers that people don't realize. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's so many different lies out there that people. But it's getting smarter. People are getting smarter. Mm -hmm. It's just because. My biggest thing right now with these craft breweries is don't try to copy each other. Mm. If one's making a peanut butter beer, you don't have to make a peanut butter beer. Yeah. You know, or if the guys just make your basic good core beers but first. But make it good, right? Make them great. Yeah. Yes. And then after your core beers, then you can play. I think what what where people mess up and go wrong is it's like they try to skip steps. 
and they try to get too big too quick without mastering what it is that you're supposed to be mastering in the first place. Well, it's the American way now. It's like, how can, my father used to tell me you have to work hard. Mm -hmm. You have to put your feet down, you get your hands dirty, Mm -hmm. and you got to work hard. Nobody wants to do the work. Today, no. What can I do to make a million dollars without lifting anything up? Shortcuts are not good when growing. When you're talking about beer, you can't do that. You can't shortcut. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can on some companies but you gotta put up a lot of money okay. and I like when this little mom and pop started with a little store yeah. or a little brewery and become bigger mm-hmm. you know? do you think we're gonna see a return to that the mom and pops at some point I, I well I think what's gonna happen is a lot of these craft guys they're gonna stay small and be happy with what they have mm-hmm. and they should be happy with what they have because they're making good enough money right but then you're also going to have the people who are going to buy out to these big... They're going to they're they gonna open a brewery to sell it yeah. right off the bat. And when they do sell it to these big companies, the craft people don't drink them. Mm. I mean, I hate to say this, and a lot of people don't realize this, but there are some companies that were bought by big companies. Mm. They're not the real hardcore craft guys. Right. They're the occasionally craft guys uh, that will drink them beers. Okay. But my thing is, like, say, where we are today... This is going to make it because they've been here, they mm-hmm. stay here, then they don't go out and have to have shelf. They don't have to sell kegs up to. And They're this is very happy. This is a crooked, crooked uh, excuse me, crooked thumb brewery here in uh, Safety Harbor that he's speaking about. And I love Travis Kruger because he worked for me one time uh-huh. and uh, recall. But it's it's a pretty good idea what he did. He was smart, nice small. It's a nice brewery, mm-hmm. good beers, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll, I'll recommend a lot of breweries. Me and my wife, that's what we do today. Okay. <laughs> what we do today is we get up on when we have yeah. something, we're yeah. not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I says, so what brewery are we going to hit today? We're going to go to Sarasota, we're going to go to Orlando, or we're going to go to St. Augustine, or we're going to go to Colorado. Uh, or like, we just went to Colorado. Colorado has a lot of good we went, stuff yes. out oh, there. Colorado's like, you know. Uh, I'm a little partial because I love Colorado beers, right, right. and I love I love out west beers. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I had my choice, I'd stay out west. Give a me a recommendation. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said we had a few good ones at Colorado and Wyoming. And Wyoming yeah. had good beers, yeah. really? which I yeah. was really yeah. shocked. Yeah. But Wyoming had a class yeah. A one beers. Yeah. I'm going to LA in um, next month. Russian River. Yeah. Best brewery in Russian River. Russian River is the best brewery in the, probably the United States that nobody drinks. He has really? talked about that. Yeah, I have not been there yet, but you well, should San go. Diego. Yeah. San Diego. See, I'm going to LA though. Go. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to go, right? A couple hours. Okay. Ride. Oh, I'll rent a cargo. Oh, you're in the same Western Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. That's good enough. You know, like Russian River, huh? Russian River. If okay. you see any, you can buy it there. Okay. But anything, because you can't buy it here. Uh, we call it. Russian River is probably the best brewery, and I'm, that's totally not my style of beer. What's the style? IPAs. I'm not a big IPA fan. Neither man. am I. But you drink the beer and you see why they're so good. So I don't have to like the style to know what's a good beer. Okay. Isn't the brewery in San Diego too? Brewery, I love. Have you heard too. of the brewery? I haven't. The B- brewery. B- the brewery. The brewery. B R U E R Y. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. San Diego. Copy and in is, fact, is. <laughs> um, we just went. We were at a tap house in New York in this in Manhattan. The Ginger Man. The Ginger Man. And love that. I, give, give, I had oh, from Ginger the brewery. Man, I had from the brewery. Um, it was their Christmas line. Six, uh, eight maids of milking. And it was uh, was it a milk stout? Imperial Ooh. milk stout. It was amazing. Oh. One of that's on the we top list. Of, yes, but they had so, twelve. 
days. They're in San Diego. We were up there for the Christmas. Christmas tree. You know, oh, and they had the 12 days of Christmas, all from the brewery. Mm-hmm. And the Ginger Man is one of the best bars I've gone okay. in the United States. Have you been to the Beer Authority in uh, Manhattan? It's like three levels high. It, it, really? Yeah, it's huge. It's called the Beer Authority. I go to the see my problem is I go to the Ginger Man because I love that place. Okay. They have all different beers that I like. And to you make an example, I t- walk in there and I say, Lori, I know the owner. And she goes, I go, no, I really know the owner. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, what was I said? Long time ago. <laughs> but I know him. Then change the fact. He'll know me when I see him. She goes, why? Because I had a pick him up and put him in a cab. <laughs> he got totally drunk in my bar. Because you had a, there was a night. Yeah, a night. Nice. Yeah, we'll leave it at that, so right? He goes, he goes, she goes, yeah. So the, we're talking to these other people about beers and the guy yeah. goes, well, I know about beer. So I go, well, yes. I go, I own, I started World of Beer. Oh, wait a minute. I love, wait a minute. I don't know nothing about beer. Let me, then he was asking me, so what should I drink? I drink this kind of beer. What, what would you recommend? Right. So we got along. And then he turned around and goes, you know, that's the owner. So I go, it doesn't look like it. Well, it was 10 years ago. We were really trashed. <laughs> so I went up to him. I said, do you remember me? And he goes, no. I had hair then. I'm bald now. <laughs> so, and he goes, no, I don't. And he goes, I go, I live in Florida, drunk, double Grimberg. It all came back, right? Old Belgian beers I got him. He goes, we got totally wasted. And then he goes, he goes, I was with my brother. I go, really? Okay, maybe I wasn't with my brother. <laughs> that's how drunk I was. And, goes, and that's and we got along. And he goes, I hear that you come up here all the time. You know, yeah. when you come to New York, this is your only place. I love your place. Yeah. It's an old, although like English, English style, style English style pub, yeah. style spot. beautiful place inside. A lot of taps, yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, inside. it is. It what is. part of what part it's of on thirty six? <laughs> If you, you walk out, you can see the Empire State Building. Like okay. it's, it's only it's a block from the Empire State Building. It's thirty six in between Madison and Fifth. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So it's in the prime spot. Yeah. Yeah. Prime spot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a beautiful mall. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, and he has they're, they're in New York, Texas, Boston, and Boston. Mm-hmm. Right? New York, huh. Texas, and Boston. Mm-hmm. No West Coast, huh? Mm-mm. No. And but they've been around thirty years, forty years, thirty years. Okay. 30 years. Next yeah, time we're up, so you say Ginger Bar, right? Ginger Man. Ginger Man. Okay. The Ginger Man. Okay. I'm and, to keep uh, that in mind. So, uh, and when I was getting into the beer business, I get st- bars and stores. Ginger Man was one of the names that you had to look at. You yeah. Know, to, to, I went there to get an idea, and I liked the class about it. And then, you know, what I did, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I stole. Mm. I looked at every place. And I said, okay, this is what I need from them. That's what I need from right. them. This is what I need from them. And you put it together. Yeah. But my biggest thing was to do a couple things that nobody ever did. Mm-hmm. The garage. You know when the you gra- open the garage? Like this one. Right is. here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that first. Okay. That was one of the things. The water that you spray down. Yeah. That was us first. Oh, man. You know, we were doing all things before the time because I knew what we had to do. You had to get the right glass. You got to have your staff really knowledgeable. Just don't. I, the word that we don't like is. So, what beer should I have? Is this beer? Oh yeah, it's good. 
What's good? Yeah. Good to you. It could be bad. It could be to terrible for someone else, yeah. So you have to describe it. What do you like? Do you like bitterness in your mouth? Do you like sour in your mouth? Do you like smooth in your mouth? Do you like a rich flavor in your mouth? Do you drink coffee? Do you drink, uh, do you like fruit? I, I, I'm going to ask you a hundred questions. Right. Because you know what? By the time you leave, I'm, I'm in your mouth. And you're, you know, getting the edu- you're, you're getting the education as well, right? Yes, and yeah. people want to learn, especially when they, it's probably, the, think about it, beer is probably one of the five most important things that men like in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Probably in the top five. Food, sex, sports, beer, and... Maybe four, top four. <laughs> Peace and quiet. <laughs> right? Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be in the top five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if beer's in the top five and everything else we try to like, we make our cars better, we try to make our, our, our houses better, we yeah. make uh, our family better, but we made our beer worse. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't understand that. Uh-huh. So we finally got onto this thing that we wanted to do everything better. So that's what I wanted to do. Right. A good bar, yeah. an upscale bar. Now, the thing that really is pressing today We'll go out and I go in there. Man, this boss gorgeous. Uh-huh. This boss gorgeous. But? But they all had a copy from somebody. Yeah. And that's when I get proud. I go home without even telling my wife, uh-huh. they copied from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they copied from that's Joe. Cool. They copied. Because my bar was the first. Mm-hmm. And they all started trying to follow it. Yeah. Just like my store. Nobody would have a store like that. I want to be different. I... I had to make sure I was different than anybody. Mm-hmm. And to be that different was to eliminate bug bounty cause, mm-hmm. right? That was my first thing. And number two is don't back down. Like when the bug company comes in and says, you need my product. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out of business. If I go out of business, <laughs> I can tell you the, f- the famous line. The guy from uh, a distributor came into my store when I first opened up in 1988, looked at, and he comes to me, and goes, "You're going to be out of business in three weeks if you don't carry my product." And I told him, "Come over here. <laughs> Do you see your name on that on that uh, we call you don't carry it already?" License? He goes, "No." So you know what? I don't have to listen to one blank blank blank. Say it. Oh. Say it. <laughs> you're fucking crazy. <laughs> I said because you're going to be gone before I'm gone. Yeah. Well, guess what? 8 years later he came into my store mm-hmm. and he says I'm retiring. I said you know, I'm not retiring. I got far, I'm leaving the company to go to another company. And I says, "So who lasted longer?" He goes, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> he goes, "Man, you lasted and now you're big." Yeah. He goes, "How did you do it?" I go, I didn't kiss ass. I go, how many places did you go in? And they turned around and went, he says, everyone Mm -hmm. except you. He says, you just said no. You would go under to just to prove a point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I told everybody when my first day when I opened up in 1988, I got $16 that first day in sales. And I went, what a great day. And And People who came to me says, you only made $16. I go, think about it. That's my worst day I'm going to ever had. <sighs> and I just went up and up, and I never gave up. That's beautiful. I never gave yeah. up, and I wanted. And I'm very happy what I did. People saying, do you want to get back into it? No, not at all. <laughs> no, that's a good side. All that good side is Well, good. the day-to-day work. No, you're very good with consulting now and stuff. Yeah. Yes. The day-to-day is... 
tedious. It's, it's oh, yeah. hard oh, labor. Imagine, yeah, people, yeah. Go, that, but people think when you open a bar at 4 in the afternoon or 3 in the afternoon and close at 3 in the morning, that's the end of the day. Right. No, there's more. Uh, no, I there's started more. my day at 9 in the morning. Yeah. I got to get yeah. the deliveries. I got a 1,000 meals. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do inventory. Yeah. And I didn't use computers. It was all here. Woo. No, that's old here. school. That's old school. I'm old school, yeah. you know? Yep. So, yes. so now you said you're in the consulting game right now. Right? I do consulting. You guys, you, guys, you go, you check just out was in Colorado. Just was, we just came back from Colorado. So if you could give, you know, some some uh, upstarts, you know, some some knowledge, some games, kick some game to them. I'm going to shout out the Cubby Bear Brewing, my homeboy Nolan out in Las Vegas. This is for you. Yeah. All right. The let, biggest let thing, stick to your game plan. Don't listen to anybody else. You know why? Because you're going to have a thousand people going to say, you know what you should do? Absolutely. You know what you should do here? Don't listen to them. Because if you're going to listen to that person and another person and another person, you're lost. You lost your whole identity. You stick with it. You stay strong at it. And you know what? You're going to fail on a couple things, but that's okay. Failing is good. Failing is not a bad thing. To fail means you could get stronger to get to... When you get something good, mm. you get even more happier. Okay. If everything just gets handed to you, it becomes boring. Right. You know what I mean? There's no challenge. There's no right. challenge. So most of the most of these guys who open these big breweries now, these small breweries, they have so much money behind them, they just put all this money and they're like they expect to make a twenty million dollars. Right. But they don't have the heart. Mm. You, that's the number two. First, don't listen to people. Listen to yourself, right? Mm. I tell people, win or fail by yourself. Okay. Right? Number two, what I was just, just, just going to say just now, and I just lost it. Uh, don't don't give up what your dream is. Keep on fighting for your dream. Don't let people tell you what to do. Don't listen to the mass market. Mm. Do what you think is the new market. Okay. Like, I love when a new restaurant opens up and says... We're going to do this thing, and I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, I never heard of this, but I'm more intrigued about trying. Right, because it's something different. It's something right. different. Right, right, right. Right. Do that. Be. Don't be afraid of anybody. And, I mean, and what I say is don't play the game with everybody. If your next-door neighbor is is quality, like they have, like, they build a $30 million brewery, and you have, you have a million-dollar brewery, even a twenty thousand dollar brewery, mm. you know what you turn around and say? Yeah, but how, how good is your beer? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. My beer is great. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have the money to back it up like you, but my money, my my beer is good. Yeah. That's what you. Mm-hmm. Quality beats quantity all the time. Okay. There's no animal that's as quality quantity beat wins. It's quality that wins. Like I said to you off the thing before. I'm going to say this, Ford and Mercedes. Yeah. I want a a Mercedes, but Ford outsells Mercedes 20 to 1. Why would I want a Ford? People say, well, I'm American. I want, yeah, well, that's good. But you know what? If if you had a choice of one Mercedes or one Ford Mm -hmm. and you pick a Ford, you're not too smart. (laughs) Because you know why? If you really want to do it, Get the Mercedes, sell it, and you can buy two Fords. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there you go. Right? There it so is. that's just plain simple. <laughs> so I'm already using my brain that if you said the Ford, you're not that smart. You shouldn't even own a bar. You know what I mean? You, know I mean? you got to think that way. you got to right. think why. And 
my biggest thing, and I tell this to everybody, when I do my consulting, as an owner, if you ever, ever get drunk in your bar, you should sell it that day. Why so? Because you have no control then. All right. You always, always could be in control in your establishment. Okay. You got to show everybody, your customers, your workers, your family, that you are here for a business. You're not here to play a game. Mm. I mean, you want to have fun. Right. You can have fun, but you have a business first. Your friends, when they all come over, you don't say... Let's give them all free stuff. No. <laughs> because if your friend's an air conditioning guy and you say, you know that air conditioner I need? It should be free, right? <laughs> because I give you beer free. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work way. that way, exactly. Because beer, they think, is easy to give mm-hmm. away. It's the same thing as anything else. Yeah. And that's your livelihood, you right? Got to, you got to separate business and thing. My biggest thing was when I wanted to have a drink and people used to say, where's Samino? He's at the bar down the block. You go and get somebody else. I went to someone else's place. Yeah. And I could relax there because I have no pressure. Right. And if I want to get drunk, I could take an Uber, I could drive, or whatever I had to do. Mm. I'm away. Because I have no pressure. But in my place, I'm controlling. There it is. You know what I mean? Hey. And that's where I find more mistakes mm-hmm. than any. And when I do consulting all over, I go into places and I say, This oh yeah, but that's but, you know, me and my cousin were drinking last night and drinking. I said, yeah, and you, when you got all drunk, yeah, your cousin went in the register and took 50 bucks. Uh, you know? That's right. That's lack of control and right there. that's what happens. And then you want to know, oh, $50 today, $50 tomorrow. It adds up. $50. No, it and before up. you know it, you know what? You know that $5,000 you're in the hole every month? Yeah. <laughs> Go to your cousin. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. So you know the one is. who's driving the Beamer? Yeah, yeah, and you're pushing the Ford. And I, there don't, it know, is. I, and I don't know how he's affording uh, on, uh, you know, when he doesn't work, except here. You know, and that's what happens. All right, so there it is. Yep. For all you uh, aspiring brewmasters and, and business uh, owners, you just got the game from the man himself. So we're going to have a little bit of fun before we wrap this up. So I'm going to go ahead and ask uh, Lori and Savino, your top three beers of all time. A lot of experience at this table. Oh, Lori, we're going to let ladies go first. Tell me, top three beers. Okay. Top three. Well, recently, and I just spoke about it, the okay. brewery, I love the Eight Maids Milk, and like okay. that was, whoa, out there. Um, I do like our Frambois. That's, that's, that's got to be top. That's got to be one of the top. Phenomenal beer. Yes. And then hit the local scene. It's in the Tampa Bay area down in Sarasota. This blew me out. You know what I'm talking about. She loves this beer. So I am definitely a uh, stout and porter gal. Okay. And this is J-Dubs, their porter. But, But I was down in their brewery. Okay. And... At that time, they had they were pouring only on tap. They didn't can it or anything. They had added raspberry to it, and it was a raspberry milk porter. Oh man! Oh, chocolate porter! It was amazing. <laughs> I brought home yeah. a growler, and Yay. I should have gone back for more. And I need to find out when they're doing that again because okay. it was amazing. So I would say those are my top three. All right, let's hear it, Savino. All right. 
number one, if the my favorite beer that I ever put in my mouth was West Felton number twelve. West. Oh, okay. I just think that beer is so complex and so it just. It's the neck. It's I don't even know to describe how good it is. When I had it the first time in Belgium, I was like, "This is something that I don't know what it is." Mm. And every time I still drink it, it's still the, the same feeling, huh? Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. All right. That's number one. Number two is Pilsner Urquell. Okay. Because I think it's the best beer in the world for me to drink. I could drink it every single day and never get tired of it. Okay. And if I never could get tired of a beer, that means I really like it. And because it's the original Pilsner, I am so proud that I love that beer. It's because that's probably my favorite style because I could drink that every day. Right. And, you know, people saying, oh, triples, IPAs. And, yeah, but you can't drink them every day. Mm-hmm. I, you think you can. Get to my age and you can't drink them every day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know. So I want to drink something that I could drink real easy. Okay. So the Pilsner Echo is my number two. And my number three is a Thai. Okay. It's half American and half Belgium. Ooh. It's both a tart beer. I call them tarts. People call them sours. Okay. In Belgium, it's Rodenbach Grand Cru. Oh, Rodenbach, okay. But in America, yeah, you don't like tart, you said. And uh, in America, it's La Follet. It's by New Belgium Brewery in Colorado. They, I don't, people say fat tire. No, no, it's not fat tire. They make other beers besides fat tire. Right. And this one is just, I like it. I, I always did. I had it from day one when it first came out, and I loved it. Okay. And I still love it. It's called La Follet. Okay. So they're probably my three favorite beers. But I have a list, and it goes up to 16,014 that are on my good side, and then I have a bad list. that Because I tried over 52,000 different that, I wanted you to say that, because when you said that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 52,000 beers, fellow Marauders. Yeah. This man has, has not, not of, a, of a certain beer or whatever, Different beers, fifty-two thousand different beers. So if you think your untapped game is on top, you ain't seen nothing. Yeah. This guy is doing <laughs> it. So yeah, and you guys, there's a one of my closest friends. His name is Victor Taylor. Me and him used to go back and back, back and forth about beers. From we would get buzzed, drink, and then we would name countries. How many beers can you name from that country? And I mean, we're going to some countries that people don't even like, Colombia. I can name three. Can you name more? If you lose, you got to drink a beer. <laughs> so you don't want to lose. You just don't want to say it. And we, and then we got to tell them what kind it is. Oh. So we'll be sitting back and forth and drinking like, you go, damn it, you know, like a lot of beers from all over. <laughs> it's not like you just know, you know, like six from that country. Like, you know, like everybody knows, like if you're drinking Puerto Rican, mm. you know, Puerto Rico, everyone knows Medallia. Right. But you know the other ones that nobody knows. <laughs> you know, like India and stuff like that. And I go, yeah, yeah I do. Uh, you know, like someone, we went on a boat. Mm. Oh, on a, cruise. on a cruise. Right. This is before I, I go. You know when they have games during the day? Right, right, you're, right, you're right. On, cruise? Yeah. yeah, so it was beer trivia, beer from around the oh. world. And I didn't so tell nobody knew what I was we from. We went, and that was so unfair to the rest of the audience, <laughs> because they had, like, tables who had, like, six and eight, the whole family oh, yeah, together, yeah. and we would get the answer and right. Like and this. finally I'm at like the end. A, I'm like drinking a cocktail, and I'm going, and the guy goes, well, you're not really 
you know, the girl says, you really don't look like you're into it. That, that's okay, I am. Don't worry. <laughs> More than you can imagine. But even the person who was doing the trivia yeah. contest, one time she had the, she didn't, the answer was incorrect or something. Yeah, and she I had says, the wrong thing. And I we, says, we uh, that's wrong. Her. I said, that's wrong up there. And she and goes, she what? Said, she goes, why? She got, I go, well, it's really from, it's, because she saw a star and she thought it was from Texas. Uh, and I says, no, that's a star from Israel. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Maccabi. And she goes, you know that beer? I go, yeah. And you know every question that you asked so far? I answered it before you even finished your question. <laughs> so they it were was going, very unfair. Yeah, it was very unfair. So for us. the thing was, when, they did, the con- when they did the contest, everyone was going, there was like 30, 35 questions. Yeah. And yeah. everyone was just, she goes, okay, here's the, there was like 10 teams or 12 teams. Yeah, yeah. She goes, and we have three teams that have got four right. Very good. <laughs> and another team got five right. Very good. Oh, and in second place, we got a team that got seven right. <laughs> And then we got someone who got everything right. <laughs> she goes, you got everything right. And I go, yeah. Towards the end, we were one big team. Yeah. They all kind of, yeah, you know, they were the right around. They were right go-tails. Yeah. Like, right How do you guys know that? I would have done it. I would have done yeah, it so yeah. quick. Yeah, so, so the, we met a little. Go ahead, go ahead. The, the girl says, oh, what did you win? <laughs> Not even just give it away. And that is why you are the godfather of beer. Yeah. Savino yeah. and Lori, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, you know, just telling us your stories, your expertise and, and your experience and everything. It's fun. And uh you guys are officially friends of the Culture Marauders. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for thank and spending you. your Wednesday night with us. Um thank you. so you guys got any shout outs, anything to anybody? You gotta have some shout outs, right? Uh, Morgan. Morgan. That's my grandchild. Okay. All right. There it is. I love my grandchild. All right. All right. And you know what? Anybody who's drinking good beer, remember the New York Giants will be back. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Without Eli, maybe, right? Without Eli. I'm a diehard Giant fan. And as always, fellow Marauders, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to give a shout-out to uh, my family and friends for listening, all the listeners who take the time, you know, whether you're going to work and back or if you're chilling in the house, thank you for listening, thank you for liking. Um, the service members, uh, first responders, the teachers, industry workers, Good. thank you for doing what you do so we can do what we do. And uh, if you're looking to find us on social media, we are on streaming on all platforms. Um, once I upload this, you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, check us out. Uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram at the underscore culture underscore marauders, and on Twitter at the culture mara one, and on Facebook you can either find us at the culture marauders or Curtis dot Kelly dot nine eight two. There's like a million Curtis Kellys, so you just got lucky with 982. But uh, thank you again. So this was, uh, I'm going to call this episode Beer, right? Three cheers to beer. Yeah. So thank yes. you again to Savino yes. and, and uh, Lori Serlachi. And uh, we're out. Peace. Cheers.